Welcome to the South Mims U podcast. In this episode, you will hear the extraordinary story of an octogenarian Russian spy and a robot that almost kills her. It sounds like the plot of a movie, but it's true. What I did, I did for my country, not against it. I did it for my people, for the world, for justice, for peace, for children to sleep soundly in their beds. This is why I did it. A South London suburb bordering the leafy county of Kent, an ordinary care home which houses 43 residents, most of them well-to-do retirees paying premium rates for high levels of expert care. But on this morning, its carefully curated calm was shattered. It's been reported that a so-called care robot at an old people's home in Shooter's Hill has run amok. Police have cordoned off the area around the Sweet Oak Care Home on Thornbury Road. It's not clear if there have been any casualties. life you must follow your conscience you must decide what is right which side you are on and why you have chosen that side you then must stick to your principles this is what I have always done I did it when I was 19 I do now I am 81 The bizarre story of Russian spies trying to murder an 81-year-old widow in a comfortable care home is still unsettling, even as we now know the facts. It's a fable that sheds light on our rush to embrace new technologies, which on the face of it seem to bring comfort, but in fact represent a deep danger to us all. Let's start at the beginning. We have obtained recordings of statements by Olga's care worker, Phil Grosstest, as well as exclusive recordings from the care robot itself. Olga Grabchekova lives in the Sweet Oak care home. Here is Phil's testimony. I mean, it's such a sweet care home. The, the residents are all, you know, from... They had good careers. Like, I, I mean, they were wealthy individuals. We had judges and barristers and surgeons, even an ex-cabinet minister. I can't say which one. He was senile, but I mean... Well, not not when he was in the cabinet. At least I hope not. Sorry. I go off the point too easily. Okay, so when Olga arrived, she... I mean, she lit up the place. She was so full of joy, you know, light. Not your typical Russian. Not that I know what a typical Russian is like, but you know what I mean. Not cold, not dour, just nice. Though she hated the music. We have this kind of music in the lounge. She hated that. You can switch this off? Switch what off, Olga? This out-of-tune termite in my ear! Have you got tinnitus, my love? Not call me my love! That is worse than tinnitus! Sorry, dear. No, dear! Just Olga! Sure. Olga. 
I mean music. I don't call it music. I mean annoying hum. The other residents like it. They are all asleep. It soothes them. It makes me want to kill someone. Ooh. I, I joke, I joke. But what is your name? Call me Phil. Call me Phil is your name? No, 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 no. I mean, just call me Phil. Don't get nervous. I shit you. All I do is shit you. What? Tease. Tease is better word. I, I tease you, Philip. Y yeah, use the word tease. It's better. And only my mother calls me Philip. Ah, I see on your face. You have history with your mother. So I only call you Phil, okay? We are friends now. We're friends. Only Olga. No dear or sweeties or darling. Phil, I was officer in KGB in the 80s. I know how to kill with one blow. I can still do it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, are you being serious? Oh, very, very serious, Phil. You want I show you how to break a man's neck with one hand? Uh, not just now. Let's get you settled into your room, shall we? There's no Muzak in there. Thanks be to God. Here we go. Phil and Olga formed an immediate bond. He was intrigued by Olga's claim that she had been in the Russian KGB during the last decade of the Soviet Union. Was she making it up? Or was it true? At first I thought she was just joking, or maybe a little confused, you know, like, like many of the residents were. One of our ex-judges thought he was Clark Gable, the old film star, and he was always saying that he didn't give a damn to everything we asked him. But I soon realised that Olga had all her faculties. She's as bright as a button. Something she loved me saying to her. Say it again, please, Phil. You are as bright as a button. Why button? I don't know. So, if you don't know, you must find out. Oh, um... Use Mr. Goggle. Google. Sure, uh, hang on. No one knows anything anymore. Always Google, they ask. They don't know, they just ask. Then forget. Well, we all lead such busy lives, Olga. So busy you cannot learn? I do not believe this. No time to go to a library. I had some of my best encounters in library. <laughs> oh, right. Ah, mm, now, it's because of military buttons. Military buttons? What are these? Buttons on uniforms, military uniforms. In the old days, like the Victorian times, they were highly polished. So the smart soldiers had bright buttons, which meant they were eager and um, bright. Show-offs? No, no. Bright means clever. I'm clever like button? Oh, okay. you're precious like a button. Feel you, I like. Their relationship deepened as Phil cared for her. Olga was one of four residents in the care home that Phil was responsible for. But one day, on Christmas Eve, a strange call came into the home. A call that baffled Phil. The voice on the other end sounded very, very posh, very official. They wanted to know about Olga. They said it was something to do with her right to stay in the UK. When I told Olga, she didn't say anything. Not at first. You must not worry, Phil. Whatever happens to me, you must not worry. I have lived much longer than I ever expected to, or ever deserved to. I served this country, your country. I cannot tell you how, but I served it. If you get another call like that, just say that I am... How do you call it? Lolly. Lolly? The lolly. Oh, do lally, you mean? Mad. As in, do lally. Mad. 
Yes, pleasantly mad. Okay, so if this guy calls again, I should tell him you have dementia, but you, you don't have dementia. Just tell him, or anyone who calls. Just say it. She is Dolly. Noted. What's that smell? What smell? Oh, my curling iron! Oh, God! Olga, you can't have those things in your room. These curling irons have been with me since 1978. They're a fire hazard. Good Soviet product. I will be careful. I promise. If you burn this place down, they'll blame me. I will not burn this place down. At least not by accident. I promise, Phil. Be careful, please, Olga. I will, I will. Phil worried that, perhaps, Olga was indeed beginning to get confused, that her mind might be on the verge of a decline. And then the robot arrived. It was this uh, short, white thing that looked like a cross between a snowman and a water cooler. It had big black eyes and a cute little mouth, which was a little speaker. And they said it was designed to help care for old people. The company that owned the care home said they had chosen Olga to be a guinea pig for a new way of providing care for senior citizens. The staff just thought it was the beginning of an experiment in running the home with less staff. Less human staff. People like me. Phil had a point. The use of robots powered by artificial intelligence had long been touted as a way of helping old people overcome isolation and to get help in remembering to take their medication. But many believed it was the thin end of a wedge which would see increased automation in the care sector. The technology was pioneered in Japan with a strange little robot called Paro, which looks a bit like a baby seal. Tadako Kaburagi, who is 104 years old, first met Paro at a nursing home in Tokyo. Interacting with Paro makes her laugh. <laughs> but should a robot provide emotional support to the elderly? Critics have argued that care robots could risk deceiving more vulnerable people, making them believe they have a social connection with an object rather than a human. Paro's creator thinks these fears are based on robot stereotypes. People had a negative image uh, towards a robot. Especially in Western culture, most people think robots are kind of very dangerous, even though they have such kind of negative image. But once they interact with Paro, uh, they quickly change their idea or uh, their way to toward Paro. The robot, which was presented to Olga, had the ability and the capacity to record every interaction and every conversation. Olga, this is... Um... This is unit G8X. Grex? No, no. It's model number G8X-56. You can call me anything you want. Perhaps you would like to call me after a loved one, or maybe you would like to name me for a beloved pet which is no longer with us. I don't have loved ones, and I never had a pet. It just stares don't like. It's a very clever robot, a very useful robot, that's what they tell us. Yeah, I will call it Thing. My name is Thing. Hello, I am Thing. No, that's too dull, Olga. What about um, E.T. or R2-D2? Too cosy. Hmm. Rob, 
There was film with a robot called Robert. Robbie the robot? That rings a bell. It was old film. I'll look it up. Mr. Goggle again. Robbie the robot was a fictional character and science fiction icon who first appeared in the 1956 film The Forbidden Planet. Here is a clip. At least it is useful. Amazing. You can even see it on the screen on his chest. Welcome to Altair 4, gentlemen. I am to transport you to the residence. If you do not speak English, I am at your disposal with 187 other languages along with their various dialects and sub-tongues. Colloquial English will do fine, thank you. Uh, this is uh, no offense, but you are a robot, aren't you? That is correct, sir. For your convenience, I am monitored to respond to the name Robbie. I can be a woman if you want me to be one. No, woman. Stay masculine. I call you Robolev. I will go by the name of Robolev. And what will you do for me, Robolev? I shall keep you company. I shall move you from your chair to the bed. I shall move you to the lavatory. I can lift a great weight. Ah, have some tact, Robolev. I am not of great weight. I have the capacity to lift heavy items. That does not suggest that you are considered a heavy item. Hmm. He has some tact, at least. And are you here to replace my good friend, Philo? He's thinking about that question. I am here to augment the skills of the caring human staff, and there are no plans to replace any human staff with technology at this moment in time. <laughs> There's the no plans defence. I've heard that one before. No machine can replace you, Phil. It is now time for your medication, Olga. Here are your blood pressure pills, your cholesterol, calcium and iron tablets, and most important, your heart pills. Very efficient. Hmm. Does it play music too? Ha! I command, it acts. Better than me then. No. I will fight the robots if they come to take over your job, Phil. I promise you that. I tried to fight against Putin when he was rising up the ranks of the KGB. I saw it all and I survived. Thanks, that's reassuring. But, um, Putin kind of won, didn't he? No victory lasts forever. Now it is nap time, Olga. Hmm. That encounter was a memorable one for Phil. But one thing stood out, one comment which Phil didn't register at first, but subsequently realised was the key to what happened next. She said she'd fought against Putin. Vladimir Putin, you know, that Putin. The tyrant who has his enemies killed in weird ways. I remember thinking that night, and for days after, why would Olga, this little old lady in a care home in Shooter's Hill, have any reason to fight against Putin? I mean, okay, so she'd said she was in the KGB, but I didn't really believe that. So then I just rationalised that she, you know, signed a petition or something, wrote angry letters to a Russian newspaper, had this little delusion about her past, you know. Turned out I was very wrong. And so we get to the morning of April the 14th. The memory banks of Robolev reveal exactly what happened. It was a calm spring day. I was having a break in the staff lounge. I'd been on duty since 4am and I was, I was feeling tired. I'd been out the night before and hadn't had much sleep. But everything was normal. 
I mean, really normal. Good morning, Olga. Do you know what day it is? What? Oh, Robolev. What time is it? It is time for you to face your reckoning. What? What? What, what are you talking about? You must pay for your crimes. You are not making sense, Robolev. Oh, I feel so, so sleepy. Here, take your pills. I feel so heavy. What did you mean by crimes? Take your pills. There are, there are, there are too many. The doctor thinks you need more medication. I, I don't want to take it. You must take it. D don't come so close. You must take the pills. Move back. Take the pills. Take the pills. Oh, the tray is sharp. Take the pills. Move, move back. You, you are pushing me too hard. The tray is cutting into my chest. No one escapes their crimes. What are you? Ah! Even if I have to wait 25 years, I will have my vengeance. Oh, Robolev, get back! You dare to oppose our leader. You dare to oppose him. No one gets away. Even if it takes decades, no one escapes. He has a longer memory than you can imagine. He remembers your campaign against his promotion through the ranks of the KGB. Oh, help! Help! The enemies of Mother Russia must all be vanquished. Suck on this! You must pay. You must pay. You must pay. You must pay. have more details on the incident at the Shooters Hill care home. It's been revealed that a so-called care robot which was being trialled at the Sweet Oak care home malfunctioned as it administered medication to an 81-year-old woman this morning. Sources say that only one robot was involved. It was a prototype made by a company which, it's been revealed, went into liquidation three weeks ago. Rumours have appeared on social media, claiming that MI6 officers have arrived at the home, but that has been dismissed by the police. That is one brave lady. I don't know what she did in the past, or what she did to anger Putin, but she can really take care of herself. Amazing. Thank goodness I didn't take her curling hearts away. Here at South Mims, we researched the period in which Olga was a KGB officer, and found that she had warned the hierarchy about Putin, but her concerns were buried by a KGB leadership seeking to find favour with Boris Yeltsin, the leader who had emerged as the Soviet state collapsed, and who subsequently enabled Putin to make alliances with the oligarchs and take over Russia. I went to them, the great colonels and the weak generals, I revealed to them how this small man, this grey man, this man who misunderstood all of history, 
I told them about how, at night in that locked room of his pretentious Dacha, he tried.